Passion our purpose, profit our pain. I don't want my name to ever be in vain. A life full of substance is the only thing that will remain the same. Millennial Thoughts. Basically, we're a mental empowerment retreat and event company for women. So um, we do different uh, stress management, purpose, accountability, you know, finding your peace. We just do different themed workshops or not workshops. I would say, I would say more so retreats virtually and physically. Um, We were supposed to go to Kenya this July for women to do a retreat on self-discovery, but, um, you know, we had to postpone it till next July. Okay. Do you know Tysheria? I do. We talk. That's where I know you from. Yeah, and now you sound even closer. So I don't know what just happened, but you sound a lot better. (laughs) Okay, I'm trying to get as close as I can to the phone. But yes, oh my goodness, I was like, okay, that's where I heard of it from because I think I really asked you a couple questions because I was interested. Oh yeah, because I was actually supposed to be traveling too because I was supposed to be in Asia, and I think because you were talking about you had like three or three or more spots left, like in Kenya or something like that. I think I talked to you on that. Yeah, like yeah. So, I was yeah. like, you do sound familiar. <laughs> yeah, we had to postpone the whole thing, but you know, it's oh, okay. We re- we retain most of our travelers, which is good. Yeah. So most most of them wanted to postpone, which is is totally fine. So it worked out really well. Okay, so and it's going to be in July of next uh, year. Uh huh. Yep, we, we move this to July next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, you could talk about that too. You could put that on there the podcast. I just really wanted to be like a resource. Um, for millennials so they can learn about different things and I haven't really talked about it too much and so I'm just trying to connect into the different things going on in the community and stuff like that absolutely and I just uh, wanted to reach out and yeah because you're I think you're in are you in the navigating 20s group or something like that yes yes I'm in that yeah so yeah that's where I technically I guess I met you through that <laughs> absolutely absolutely and so I've been kind of I kind of follow you a little bit on YouTube and like, I know you always mm-hmm. comment on Tashira's stuff and I do sometimes. Yeah. Yep. So that's, yeah. it's awesome. I love supporting her. Oh yes. I know. Oh yeah. Cause I was like, I don't think we're friends, but yeah, I did post something. I'm trying to reach 700 subscribers by tomorrow. So I can say that I got a hundred subscribers in a month. So I'm really, really pushing a lot. Oh of, yeah. <laughs> and I have one more day. <laughs> All right. Well, so, get, I love okay. it. I love it. Well, I'll make sure. I, or are you trying to do it for YouTube mm-hmm. or for your anchor? No, YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Yeah, I'm at 697, so for YouTube. Okay, I'm Um, so proud of you. That's so great. Yes, thanks. I can send it to you after this, too, but yeah, I'm trying to reach it, so that's why I posted up in there. And I've met with Tashiri a couple of times, so yeah, I just always try to talk and support, you know, to just keep the algorithm and stuff, and also to answer some questions to get some feedback, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, that's basically um, we'll just talk about uh, talk about the project to passport i know we were talking about uh we were thinking about talking about covid and um uh, what else did we say covid yeah. and like oh stress and stuff like that and like in this time and maybe like different ways they can cope with this um so you're this is the third interview so uh if i get the dates correctly i don't know if like y'all are still on lockdown you live in north carolina yeah we're still on um, lockdown mm-hmm so I know like people like Georgia and stuff is not, but your episode will actually come out on the uh what's today? Thirty so the fourteenth, I believe. Because I have I have some I have two other people. And so uh, we can talk about COVID. We can talk about stress too. I mean, I guess COVID is still gonna go on, but I don't know if people are gonna be still locked down if that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah, that's um, totally fine. 
so we can just do the conversation by that and I want to make sure I pronounce your name right so how do you say it yes Sabria Sabria okay and is there anything that you want me to say in your introduction do you want to introduce yourself I usually just give my guests the option um oh I hear I subscribe to your adventures I I thought I was already subscribed (laughs) well I think I was subscribed on my other profile and I just did it on the Mm -hmm. other one perfect okay sorry I got distracted okay um what's it gonna say um I can do my introduction that's fine I don't want to put I hate putting the pressure on people to do it so that's totally fine oh and um they're gonna take the sub away Uh, so if you have time if you can just play like a minute or two of the video (laughs) so they don't take my sub away (laughs) after this or whatever but um yeah so I'll just say um hey this is Sabria she um is the founder of Project Passport and then I'll be like I'll just let you introduce yourself and like she hosts mental wellness retreats and I'm glad to have her on the show today and I'll be like hey how are you and then I'll just let you introduce yourself okay the rest of the stuff that you want to say all right sounds good so all right okay mm-hmm. I'm good give me about five seconds and we can go from there and thanks for your support for the YouTube <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all right Hello, welcome back to Millennial Thoughts with Alicia. I am so excited that y'all are tuned in with the special guest just wanting to show resources for millennials and provide access to the community. Today we have someone special. Her name is Sabria and she is the founder of Project Passport and she focuses on mental wellness retreats or she does them. And so, okay, maybe I should... uh redo that introduction because I don't know if you just focus on that so no it's okay <laughs> it was good I didn't want to say focus and you on can that and and like, yeah it's totally fine and you can also just say um you know I like to welcome Sabria Sabria tell everybody about yourself you know you can do it that way I don't want to put the pressure on you okay. I know how it is trust me girl that's hard <laughs> okay I'll, sw- I'll switch it around then. <laughs> okay all right Google back so five more seconds hello welcome back to millennial thoughts with your girl Alicia I just want to say thank you all for coming and joining as y'all know this is a podcast for resources for millennials if y'all have not checked out any of the other episodes make sure you check them out after this one make sure you follow us on Instagram millennial thoughts pod and give us a rating on Apple iTunes Google Play wherever it's at today we are having a special guest where we're talking about mental health and wellness and her name is Sabria and I'll let her introduce herself to y'all hey. hi hi alicia thank you so much i'm so excited to be here everyone i'm sabria dobbins and i'm a life discovery expert i'm the author of the blog living life full force and i'm the founder and ceo of project passport project passport is a mental empowerment retreat and event company targeted for women to help them regain control of their lives to rediscover the joy that they're entitled to and to focus on their mental well-being. So I'm really excited to be here once again, and I cannot wait to kick this thing off. Yes, that was a great introduction. Definitely did way better than me. <laughs> Look, I've had practice. Up, but, um... I've had plenty of time to practice, right? <laughs> yes, literally. I am literally cracking up. But also, I also um, not necessarily want to plug, but I do want to iterate that like I met her through Facebook okay y'all I'm yes. connected online networking person and I just try to show that everybody that I um, connect with on my podcast like they don't even live in my area they're always 
she's in North Carolina. There's like yes. somebody in um London, somebody in California, Florida, like they're always all over the place. So online networking is really great and I want to be able to provide these resources and share them with everybody. So I also thank you for coming on this um podcast and you know sharing your expertise and just chit-chatting a little bit about you know life right now for millennials absolutely absolutely i'm over here in raleigh north carolina so you know (laughs) i've heard so much about that lately um i heard it's like it's kind of booming or it's kind of getting booming i've never been there before but i really want to go to charlotte but i might have to go check out raleigh too i don't know my friend lives like close to fort bragg area you know yeah i'm from that area i'm um, from yeah. fayetteville so oh. i know the area oh you are yeah, yeah okay i might have to come to north carolina one time but i ain't been there in a long long time but we'll see yeah you should check travel out. bands um i don't know when i'll be able to get over there i was supposed to go to charlotte in may but you know with travel bands oh don't yeah. know about that. i know <laughs> north carolina's um you know as of march we'd had our stay-at-home orders of course it may change you know in the coming weeks or whatnot but you know, it's been a really interesting time. But one thing I can say is Raleigh is a re- really, really great place for millennials. Like it's, it is booming in a way of you can really start up and build your life because there's so many careers, healthcare, tech, all kinds of things you can do. And it's a great place for startups too, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how long um, have you been there? I, so I actually went to NC State, go Wolfpack. I went okay. there back in 2013. So I've been living in Raleigh since 2013, pretty much since I graduated high school. Oh, you graduated high school? I graduated high school in 2013 too. Yes, girl. Look at it. I love it. We're yes. the same age. <laughs> I know, right? It's so funny because when I'm um, talking to you, I wouldn't even know. And this other girl, I felt like, I was like, well, these people sound so mature. I thought she was like, almost 30 something she's like I'm 24 I'm like okay yes we the same age out here like I literally thought like maybe you're older or something like that but no we're literally the same age absolutely <laughs> I graduated um and then oh well I went to University of Louisville so go cards that's awesome <laughs> so I graduated in 2017 and then I graduated my master's in 2019 oh you go girl. You, I ain't doing no more school unless it's free okay <laughs> I'm actually doing my master's too. I'm doing clinical mental health counseling and it's kind of helping me, you know, especially as leading a retreat, you know, I have to understand the mental well-being aspects and all that come with it. So me getting that master's is really to help me kind of be better as a CEO and as a retreat leader for my company. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So let's talk about that. Cause I've always wanted to do retreats. I still want to do retreats. It don't really work out for me that well, but I'm in the travel industry. So hopefully one day I can start doing retreats, but like how did you come up with wanting to even do a retreat or like how did you come up with project passport um and wanting to like make that your niche like mental wellness and stuff like that yes so I I really went through a tough time you know I was a really big overachiever throughout college you know that I was that 4.0 valedictorian um you know I had graduated (laughs) girl I tell you but but it really really messed up my mental health and well-being I got to the Uh, point where my value became tied to my grades you know my value became tied to getting that internship or that job and so it just really messed Mm -hmm. me up and it got me to a point where I was like I know I can't be the only one going through these things like you know people may think of it as Mm -hmm. small problems but that they really hurt me and impacted my life and I had to really work hard to to regain uh, my confidence in who I was even though I was mm-hmm. accomplished people oftentimes think when you're successful that you're that everything else falls yeah. into place but that's not true 
that's true so mm-hmm. i really yeah i really wanted to create a sacred space for people to just be able to breathe especially women to be, for them to be able to breathe for them mm-hmm. to be able to go through exploration um experiential learning without any pressure mm-hmm. to be a certain way you know we have a society where people are like if you don't fill in the gaps and you don't function this way you don't have value so i want women to know that they mm-hmm. have a place to find themselves and to to become who they want to be mm-hmm. Because I'm so sick of settling in my life, which I've done for, a, a, I did, I was a spectator to myself for a very long time. Very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying too. And thinking about it now, I was like, I was like so tied, like so tied to academics. Like I didn't have a chance to even learn myself or like grow within myself. And it was like, yeah, be successful. Okay, like go to college, go get this, go get good grades. And like, you can have so much value, but that doesn't even turn into anything sometimes or what you think it is to be successful if that makes any sense. Absolutely, absolutely. We we yeah, have no so, idea. Sometimes we have no idea how bad we're hurting ourselves until we take a step back and look in the mirror. And it's like, okay, like, yes, these academics, yes, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to get this because that's what they say that's good. Like, yes, this helps you get a job. Yes, this do this. So, like, you're so focused on trying to get this, trying to do that. And sometimes it's just, like, does not work at all. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so then you're, like, pressure, like, okay, I went to school. I got good grades, but I can't even get a job. Or like, and so I'm so tied to academics. I'm so tied to this like value. Like my education was my value, or something like that. Like that was the value that I had. It's like you're way more like value than just if you have a degree or not. I guess in a sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Our mm-hmm. our value. You know, I I listen to someone say this phrase that I love. Your value is there intrinsically from the day you're born. You already have your value. Mm-hmm. So at that point you know you don't really that will never change your value of what you are and who you are so I think even when we accomplish things and we do things they're great and they're enhancing to who you are but they don't change your value mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true yeah it's an it's an enhancement I like yeah that. it's an enhancement. Absolutely. because sometimes you do like get tied down like okay like yeah I have a degree like that should have that it should add value to you it should not be like what your value is because you are valuable as a person yeah absolutely I definitely agree with that and so um now going around with what we're learning about and so I don't know if you can relate to this or you might I you said you're in your master's do you work as well like are you a counselor or something like that or do you are you just like in school so I go to school basically I would say kind of full slash part-time um, I'm a full-time entrepreneur so I ended up taking the full leap, mm-hmm. leap for my business um, we're of course in the early phases so I have to be more frugal um, I have mm-hmm. a small team of people that work for me contractors and so right now you know, um, with everything going on with coronavirus, we kind of are mm-hmm. on a slight standstill, but we've also um, pushed out a few virtual things that we offer. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I took the leap. It was a big decision that I made by, you know, leaving a full career. So I'm not working anything full time. But you know what? When I- Yeah, when did you? Yeah. When did you leave your career? Um, I actually, I would say officially I left in May of 2019. I ended up going from mm-hmm. full-time to part-time in February 2019. And then finally I transitioned mm-hmm. out to um, full-time entrepreneur by May of last year. Well, congratulations, dude. I was just graduating with my degree. I should have went to full-time entrepreneurship. Girl, no. <laughs> that is still now. an amazing thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? It, oh, Mm-hmm. It's not been easy, of course. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, just jump into entrepreneurship and your life will be fixed. But Mm-mm. it's definitely hard. It's not but easy. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm more happy. Even though, I, even though I have to be frugal, mm-hmm. I'm more happy than I've ever been now than I ever have been mm-hmm. in my life, to be honest with you. 
Well, yeah, that's really true. And I guess that's what I was saying. It's like, well, when we're talking about the value and stuff like that, it's like, okay, yeah, I graduated, but I can't even find a job. So it's like, you kind of get, sometimes you kind of get thrown into entrepreneurship and what you want to do. But even that's hard too, trying to be an entrepreneur. I'm not saying that that's easier, but it's yeah. like, okay, when you graduate, then you can't find a job, then you can't do so. You're trying to figure out what to do, what to do. And so like, I'm in that kind of phase. Like, okay, do I just want to start a business? Do I want to apply for a job, whatever? So that's what I was asking you. I know you were saying that, um, like you were in school for time. So I know if you had to deal with that, but you quit your job so <laughs> yeah. you quit your job you basically so that's cool yeah is that when you started project passport or do you offer other things um within your i guess your field or yeah your service so i graduate with a social work degree um and so i really channel in all my stuff into my company i before i really wasn't an entrepreneur i'm not going to lie see everybody thinks that there's this special gene or something that triggers in your brain to me, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. have to be built. They're not really, I mean, some parts are innate, but for me, I was not the entrepreneurial type at first. I, I was like, I'm not doing this. I mean, I'd rather stick to safety. You know, I know I, that's how I was and that's how I was raised. However, you know, that urge got so strong. I just could, it was to the point where I was constantly overwhelmed going to work. I was unhappy. You know, I was making good money. I mean, I was doing jobs where I was making really good mm-hmm. money, jobs where I was making okay money still wasn't satisfied so I knew that mm-hmm. I had to make the transition mm-hmm. and honestly mm-hmm. and that's good too. yeah like yeah. sometimes it's just like you're unhappy you don't really like it absolutely so. I, absolutely and honestly you know like I said my biggest thing when I look back I always say to myself what's my what's my alternative if I go back mm-hmm. you know even though it's safer to go back will I be happy and usually that and 99 mm-hmm. percent of that time the answer is no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so you just took like what you learned from the jobs and stuff like that. And then you just use that um, for what you wanted to do. Are you were saying that you um, like you didn't you were unhappy with your job. And so I guess like how did that turn into entrepreneurship? You were just like, uh, I'll just figure something out. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's a good point. So it's a really weird story. So I did a lot of jobs when I graduated in social work. I ended up graduating as a real estate agent working in new home sales. So what? Oh my gosh! I know, right? So (laughs) I worked in new home sales, and I was very successful in that first year. Like I was the I was a rookie, and I was making more money than I think many people graduating college would make because I was I was selling houses. I was killing it, but. I felt like it still wasn't my purpose. You know, I really wasn't happy. It was mm-hmm. kind of one of those things that I love the success, but it wasn't what I wanted. But looking back, I'm so glad I did that sales job because I understood sales on a level that other people couldn't, would never know. Then after that, mm-hmm. I worked in um, high red and I was working as a, a admissions counselor. So I learned customer service on top of that, you know, to support that sales, to understand how do you communicate with students and helping them navigate. So you're really being that support system. So all those little skills I gained from the j- different jobs and internships I did really created me to be who I am as an entrepreneur now. Believe it or not, when I left Chapel Hill, which was my last job in higher ed, I moved, okay. I moved to Belize. <laughs> yeah, I know. It gets crazy. What? I moved to Belize briefly. And I was by myself often because my fiance was working a contract job out there. So I was in the silence every day. So I literally spent months prepping my brain, prepping my brain for entrepreneurship, reading books, understanding scarcity mindset, getting out of that mindset. I literally prepped myself. So by the time I got back to the U.S., 
I was ready. I was full blown entrepreneur and I was ready to, to, to do this thing without giving up. And here I am. It's been a little, I would say about a year almost now and a little, almost, yeah, about a year. And, you know, we definitely made some progress in some ways and there's been some things that we definitely want to do better, but it's been the best year of my life. I would say, even though it's been hard. Oh my goodness, that was yeah. Lot. I know it's a long story, so <laughs> I had to condense it as best as I that could. Like, oh my gosh, I was like, "Whoop, child, you!" But you stayed in Belize. How long were you there for? You so that was a cu- there a couple months. It wasn't. It was a little over a couple months. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yes. I want to visit Belize so bad. Yes, it's pros and cons. Like I liked it, but I definitely couldn't live there again. <laughs> oh, cracking up. <laughs> That's funny. It's crazy because oh, it's crazy that you said it. Because actually, I got my degree in higher ed. That is awesome. Um, um, Western Kentucky University. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I still want to do higher ed or not. Um, it's just I don't know if it's for me. <laughs> I understand. I mean, and yeah. the I think the best thing to do is to try anything and everything. If it don't work, it don't work because you will not regret. You know those learnings you've had and those things you've done because they always somehow contribute to where you're going to be. So that's the good thing. Yeah, I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, I just like, it's not really working. Like, I don't know why I did it. But, uh, <laughs> you learn, you learn, girl. And now I'm sixty thousand dollars. I'm an MBA <laughs> dropout, so I had started an MBA program and I hated it. And I was so embarrassed because I was so scared to drop out of that program. But when I dropped out and finally took control over my life and said, "You know what? I'm gonna do what works for Sabrina," mm-hmm. it was the best decision. So it's okay. I was thinking about dropping out too. They're like, don't drop out, don't drop out. Are y'all gonna pay these bills? I was like, I don't know if I like this. I should have did an MBA, but yeah. I don't know if I have any more mental capacity <laughs> to do that right now. Are people like, you don't really need an MBA? Well, are y'all gonna help me start my business? I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur though, even when I was younger. Like, even in high school, I tried to be an entrepreneur. Um, I tried to, like, I wanted to have a beauty supply store because I was tired of going to beauty supply stores and I ain't seen no black people. <laughs> Like we buying this stuff, and I was like, okay, so I was trying to do that. I was trying to do natural hair products, and I was going to think about that, but that was just a lot of work. I didn't really know too much or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just try to figure out something. But I've always wanted to have a boutique. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So um, I guess that's different for me. My thing is just like trying to figure out how to do it. But I'm not really interested in like being a coach or anything like that, like a coach course or whatever. But I like to blog. I like to write. So I was like, okay, well, maybe this could be my avenue or whatever. I'm still working on it. Still trying to figure Girl, it out. Girl, I'm going to get myself all entrepreneurs. All entrepreneurs are like that. I mean, a lot of people think that somehow <laughs> we magically go into entrepreneurship and we just know what we're doing. Trust me, you're not going to know what you're doing. You're going to be making mistakes. I mean, there's things that I've made financially that was a mistake. I've made social mistakes as an entrepreneur. I've made lots of mistakes. And I mean, it, it, it's really, to me, the only mm-hmm. real way to learn and understand that journey is to be in the trenches and to do it. You know, you can read about it in theory. You can talk about it in theory. You can get mm-hmm. advice from a coach in theory. But it's one thing from talking about it. And it's another thing from when you actually just do it. So one, my biggest thing for people mm-hmm. is even if you're starting small, just start somewhere, just do something. Because yeah, you're going to mess up, whether you like it or not. You're going to mess up. You're going to lose some money. You're going to mm-hmm. make some bad choices, but you also won't make them choices again because you'll learn from it. <laughs> right. You're going to learn from the mistakes, baby. Like, hold exactly. up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My friend was talking about, um, she was like, I, she was like, oh, I spend money. She's like, she's an impulsive buyer or whatever. She's like, oh, I bought this or oh, I did this or that. I said, girl, did you research that on YouTube? I'm like, girl, you need to call me. Like, don't just be out here spending money. People just got time to be just spending money out here. <laughs> like, you got to. You got to be smart with how you spend it. Um, one thing you said earlier is that you have a team. And I wanted to ask you, like, any tips or how did you even figure out how to start a team? Like, 
how did that go? Because I feel like a lot of people with entrepreneurship is like you're on your own. You don't know what to do. You want help, but you don't know how to gain help and stuff like that. And so, like, I wanted to know how you created your team or how you envisioned it and brought it to life. Like, how did you? do Yes, that's a good point. So, honestly, I did. I tried to be like a formal. I'm not an HR person by any means. So I held a formal interview process to to really build my team. So I literally, you know, had. I posted my job opportunity on LinkedIn. I created my own job description. I created, I put it on LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, sorry, Indeed as well. I think it was Indeed, LinkedIn, wherever I could post it. And I got lots and lots of applicants. But then I also had to comb through those applicants. And so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a really hard journey to build the team. We lost people mm-hmm. along the way. Mistakes were made along the way. Um, but I think that we kind of have found a core group. And believe it or not, my first ever team mm-hmm. member that I brought on I met her at a a panel. I went to NC State to speak on a panel that I wasn't even supposed to speak on. They called me last minute. And a girl came up Mm -hmm. to me after the panel. You know, I had spoken the panel. And this girl said, hi, you know, my name is Hannah. And, you know, I really just love what you do. And (laughs) I have international studies. She's like going just, you know, just on a roll. And I'm like, okay, I did not plan on hiring anybody. You know, I was still very new to everything. But she was so passionate mm-hmm. and something in my gut was like, okay, I need to find a way to get this girl on my team. So I scraped together my budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, scraped together a budget and said, okay, I can pay you hourly and I'll have you do these few projects. I brought her on last May and she has been with me for, it'll be a year next month. Or yeah, next month in May. So it, it's just, Yay. Well, yeah, yeah. So it, it's just That's insane weird. to see how things happen mm-hmm. and she has been the best right-hand girl I could ever have had for my company to be honest with you so yes that's good that's good that you said that you was like professional like LinkedIn we ain't uh-uh, we ain't doing this uh <laughs> talk and do this like no LinkedIn you said you put it on and you did the resumes and stuff like that that's really mm-hmm. good because I do know like some people don't have enough money to hire a team sometimes that could be um kind of hard do you know anything about bartering services or have you bartered with people are you just like i'm paying my employees like that's so, what i'm doing well it's, for us we have contractors so it's different from employees so i'm oh. able to pay them based on the project so hannah which is my right hand girl she's our oh. travel lifestyle expert um she basically mm-hmm. gets paid the um hourly based on what she does then i have a couple interns that are from nc state that they don't get paid but they they get to mm-hmm. create things for their portfolio to use yes. and then yeah Come girl on. Cause I, got some I tell you too. people when they're passionate it doesn't you know mm-hmm. luckily pa- if passion is there it will exceed money sometimes because people can gain other elements and mm-hmm. other benefits from it mm-hmm. and then finally the my sales team I would call them they are are, are paid based on commission so if they sell something or get mm-hmm. a product moving or create a contract deal with the company we'll pay them mm-hmm. that way so I have a lot of moving parts a lot okay. of moving parts that is a lot of moving parts, and that is good too. I should have found you last last um year travel. Yes, travel. <laughs> <laughs> look, we'll be do- we'll be doing more. But, um, so definitely, if you're interested, let yes. me know. <laughs> oh yeah, so so you sell products and services basically. I, yeah, like, in so general, to 
dealing with mental health i would say they're more so kind of a tie between mental well-being life um life coaching kind of life discovery we what we do is our retreats are each and our events they're all hand designed so they often start with a theme so what are we trying to get people to understand is it how to manage their stress is it how to find their purpose we come up with a theme and then we design everything else around that theme the biggest part of our company that makes us unique is that we offer experiential learning so we're doing activities interactive um, sessions and discussions. Um, So that's what I'm all about. I hate when people say, let's just do talk therapy or let's just do boring panels. I love letting people actually try things. So we'll do physical activities for them to tangibly learn these tools. And that's what I'm all about. So I love that hands-on experience. That's the best way for someone to understand themselves is when they're able to jump in hands-on and do things and explore um, their purpose and their values. And, you know, they're writing them out. They're sitting on the beach and we're collecting rocks to show, you know, or seashells to show like you're carrying the weight of your, of your um, past on you. You know, we love to do very um, symbolistic things to help people understand what they're doing in their present life. Cause when you leave that retreat or that event, I want you to go home saying, wow, I will never forget this activity or this part of what I did. I'm going to use this forever and always refer back to it. That's the goal. Okay, that's really good. Um, I see what you're saying now. Okay, it's more clear now. And so one thing I do want to ask you, like knowing um, how this ban affected you, and I guess in your business, because you said you do events and stuff like that. Um, and I guess we can't do events now. So I, how has the challenge been like doing it virtually? Have you got more success? Or has it been harder well you know out of all truth at first i'm not gonna lie it was very devastating at first like it was very overwhelming it was i was you know i'm not gonna lie i went to my shelf probably for a couple weeks when it first happened when all this happened with the coronavirus because i was like oh my god everything Mm -hmm. i built all these events i have planned for this year are going to be impacted. Mm-hmm. It was devastating. But after some time, some prayer, and some real reflection, I was able to say, okay, Praise I know, right? I was able to say, you know what? <laughs> I can't stay in this place forever. I can't do this forever. That's fine. I get time to mourn. Go ahead and mourn. But now where am I going to go from here? And so that's when we started transitioning mm-hmm. to offering um, virtual options. And believe it or not, within a week or so, within a couple of days or maybe a week, I was talking about me offering virtual stress work stress workshops and a company reached out to me and wanted me to lead one for their team. And mm. I, they paid me to lead a workshop virtually for their team. It was interactive. They loved it. The reviews were raving. They ended up calling me back to lead another yeah. workshop virtually. And they called me again. So it just, you know... Yes. Okay. Three times a time. You in there. You know, and so we've slowly but surely have been finding ourselves matriculating virtually. So Mm -hmm. we've been we've been doing pro bono events for nonprofits and helping them. You know, I've actually gave an event to people living in a shelter, helping them with stress and and stuff during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, virtually, you know, we're doing lots of things. And so I'm feeling very full right Mm -hmm. now and what we're doing and very happy. Yeah, that's really good. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't know like what those doors can open to because I mean, well, when we can travel again, maybe they can even bring you there or you can just start going to different places and doing stuff like that. And you don't have to be locked down to North Carolina and different things. And I feel like virtual is good, too, because you can connect with a whole bunch of absolutely people around the world. And so I think that's one thing, too, is just like as being an entrepreneur, kind of you got like, yes. to be adaptable, like you have to be flexible, like you have to know how to 
lean in, lean out, figure out different things too and stuff like that. And that is what we were talking about earlier. It's like, mm, you might not want to just fall into entrepreneurship sometimes because you have to have, there's so many moving parts. You got to figure out what things are, what things are going to happen. And I mean, like not necessarily like you're providing a service too. You're not necessarily providing a product. And so when that comes in services, like, okay, how can we do this? Like, do we want to do Zoom? Do we want to do Facebook? Okay. How can we um, FaceTime or like, I can't, get an event I can't book this place and just thinking about different ways how to you know add value but still have that profit that you're able to absolutely absolutely and the great thing about virtual is there's less overhead so that does help and and we do have an Mm -hmm. apparel kind of part of us but we don't really put a lot of effort in it you know the apparel I'll just order it if someone orders a product then I'll just order it myself and then ship it to them so it's kind of like a drop shipping model where I'm not having to have a bunch of stock on Mm -hmm. hand so that's kind of what I do now. Mm-hmm. So that's something small that we do. But the bigger part of us, I would say, are definitely the retreats and events. And you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. You know, giving back during this time in any way that I can that's using my talents is where, you know, I'm very happy to do that. And I'm very grateful. You know, I, I, we also have a service where we're helping other um people that have uh, events virtually, especially in the mental wellness space, we're helping them learn how to make their Zoom events interactive and um, engaging for their audiences. So that's another service Mm -hmm. that I'll be doing. And I'm consulting for people to help them because a lot of people don't know how to make this transition. And so I'm just there to really Mm -hmm. help in the best way I can. And and in some ways it's been, it's going to be profitable for us. So we're, you know, we making it work. It is what it is. You know, we can't stay in Mm -hmm. that dark place forever. Yeah. And then even with our Kenya retreat that we have, um, we have a retreat to Kenya that we had to move out till next July of 2021. We were able to retain over half of our travelers. And so that's how committed, you know, people were to, to still traveling with us, which is awesome. I guess that's good. And I really hope to um, be able to come, but you said it's in July and I'm so sad because I just realized that I was trying to go to Haiti in July. I'm just going to figure something out though. (laughs) Kenya's once in a lifetime I tell you girl it's it's gonna have you been already so I have not gone to Kenya I've been to over 10 countries I've been to places like Thailand and India and um Austria France England you know I've been to a lot of other places um, but I have not been to Kenya I I can't wait to touch the motherland I wanted to touch the motherland this year but um don't know if that's going to work out (laughs) I know I know And so, yeah, and I want to go to Thailand so bad. I'm so sad. I really want to go to Thailand. Um, but I've been wanting to go to Haiti for forever, forever ago. So we'll just see uh, what even happens happen for the rest of the year. Yeah, I just got to figure out something. But, um, yeah, Kenya looks so cool. I was watching stuff about it. But I also, like, you know, I want to go to Ghana, South Africa. I just want to go all over the continent. Yes. <laughs> and I just hope that um, with this travel thing that I do, I hope it works out where I can be able to do some more traveling i've done a lot of traveling but uh 2020 it might just be a a rebranding or something that's why i'm like oh, it's kind of so hard because if we can't travel i really can't do nothing that's my struggle and so i was like i'm trying to figure out different things trying to figure out different things people are like just stick with it stick with it well how can i stick with something if i can't go nowhere <laughs> well <laughs> in traveling your backyard travel up the yes. street and talk about the journey up the street look yeah. here is the, right. the la sala the living room you know yes <laughs> 
like okay well while I'm not traveling I guess I'm going to do this and do that or something so that's the only hard part about it is now and so I was like because I was so stressed I was like okay well I need to find something that will like no matter what happens no matter what's going on I still can do it or whatever and that is when that consultant and coaching come in and stuff like that but I just feel like so many people call themselves that and it's just like overwhelming and I do like to do things but I'm like okay since I'm already kind of known as travel land and different things like that I guess I'll just stick with it and I see where it'll take me because I have like you know you said I have a YouTube channel but I have a blog as well too that I just started and so it's just like trying to figure out how to do all these mediums and try to figure out where I can put it at where I cannot put it out because I like creating content so like that's what I want to do but it's just so much when um you don't really know what to do like you like you kind of just fall into it honestly absolutely I feel like I just fell into it because I had a blog when I was in undergrad and I was like okay and I was like okay I still like to do it then I started my podcast I really like the podcast because I was listening to podcasts then I was like okay YouTube like it, it's just kind of like I fall into it and I do different things but I didn't really know that whole world about monetizing and content creation and being a content creator and then doing this and then you hear courses books and blah, 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 so yeah <laughs> it's a lot I mean there's a lot and of yes. places you can go with these things but I think mm-hmm. that like I said you know it's about dipping your toe into things kind of figuring out you know what works what doesn't work maybe try mm-hmm. one of the free version of, of, of e-course and see how it works and try to mm-hmm. promote it and see and one thing that people suggest is also promote products before you even make them so sometimes what people will do is they'll say I'm going to have this course and it's going to launch in six months and register for it today and so people will go ahead and, and promote it and try to sell it to see kind of what the demand is and mm-hmm. they they do it from there. And so that's kind of what we do for retreats. Before we get too deep into booking and stuff, we'll go ahead and pre-promote and get people going. Once we kind of get established number of bookings and we're in a good place, then we'll kind of go further. So we kind of, it's a tiptoe, kind of a back and forth process. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm offering a free 30 minute stress mini retreat in a couple of days or no, in a couple of weeks or whatever. And one of the things that I did was, you know, I put it out there before I really created it. But luckily, we've most of the spots have been filled. So now I feel confident that it's worth my time and that I can do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I like it. I was supposed to take a group too. I was supposed to actually go to Cuba and I was planning to do it and stuff like that. But I kind of, you know, it was in September. So I'm laying low on that one. I don't know if I'm going to try to do it next yeah. or something like that. But I'm like, okay, the travel, I don't know about that one. But I definitely see what you're saying. And that's why I guess in my sense, it's kind of so hard. Like, so your mental health, your mental wellness, I meant to say. And so you can do like the different things or whatever. When it comes to travel, it's like, I don't, I have nothing to teach or nothing to put out there besides let's go travel <laughs> but you know let's what travel. You know, um, affinity groups are really popular people want to travel in a specific group so maybe even if you take just millennial women and just say hey this is going to be for millennial women people just like that you know it's not always about because mm-hmm. you know not, not everybody wants to, tra- to travel to to learn or to grow you know some people want to just travel for fun too so oh yeah but that's the whole part we can't travel <laughs> i know i know that's the hardest part well you may I have to do something domestic <laughs> yeah oh yeah that could be true yeah i don't mind doing domestic because right, people aren't really trying people ain't trying to really go out the country and stuff like that mm-hmm. but oh yeah domestic one might be good in the end of the year but 
yeah I guess that's what that's what the hardest part is and it's like trying to branch out and I know like different things I like to do but it's like well they'd be like well being authority and it's just all this other people would just be saying I'm like y'all are stressing people out and then it's so hard to figure out how to find your target audience and target market but I've been doing some research and trying to just learn as much as I can in this time so I would say that's the good thing about this time it's like what can't go nowhere can't do nothing so I'm just learning and researching that's awesome (laughs) and just trying to uh figure out you know what you can do and what I can do what I can try to do and like the things I'm like okay I need help with this or I need to learn this and different things like that and you can't really learn everything so I definitely think that you do need a team and that you can get some interns and stuff like that so that's why I was talking about that earlier but it's kind of so hard um, to just figure out where to go and what to do absolutely absolutely especially in that industry it (laughs) takes a lot of trust so that's what it comes down to it's all about trust you know Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like yeah, in the travel industry, I know I'm like there's so many people up here and they're doing this and doing that, and that's the thing too. Like comparing you, like you just you gotta kind of kind of stop comparing yourself, or whatever. And that's something that I have to learn too. I'm like this is my first year, you know, like actually like saying like I'm a content creator or something like that, or trying to make this, and it's just like everything, you know. Sometimes it's just like, what? Well, how do people do this? How do people do that? Like they got this, they got this. This is so quick, and it's just like, but you don't really see the behind the scenes or whatever. And that's gonna be me. I'm like 20 years ago, y'all. <laughs> 20 years ago this was not me absolutely absolutely <laughs> and have that testimony in that story i love it i'm proud of you i'm telling you that compare and despair will get you you can't do the yeah. the, the compare and despair i heard it you know after that phrase is such a true phrase we i used to get caught up in other retreat companies and what they were doing and at the end of the day no one's going to do stuff like sabria dobbins in the way that we do it and the way that mm-hmm. we have project passport our mission our values you know, our core is our stuff. So I, I really try hard to let that be the forefront. And I, it, slowly you will grow confident in your brand. You will begin to grow more confident in yourself every year, every mm-hmm. obstacle, every time, every day. Yeah, that's definitely true. Definitely, yeah. So um, I would just be like, don't compare yourself, which I don't really do it that much anymore. But being freshly new into a different industry is kind of hard with wanting to do but yeah I'm like I want to do retreats I'm like how are people doing this I've been wanting to do a retreat forever and it just don't ever work for me but I'm like I'm gonna figure out something if I can't do retreat just do small things but um I'm like okay I know this I like this or whatever and so one thing I did want to talk about is like do you know your purpose as a entrepreneur do you feel like you found your purpose do you feel like this is your passion how do you feel it is with um your journey absolutely I, I mean it, I have been very blessed you know to be 25 and be in a place of being in my ultimate purpose I have never felt you know I did so my first conference event I put together through my company was back in August and I remember leading my first ever kind of conference workshop event I made it so the conference was interactive and people did different activities it was more of a workshop feel than a true conference I remember the exhilaration I felt after I gave my short keynote address and after I led the different um, activities and and people were just loved. I mean, it was the, that moment I looked to my aunt, she was my photographer for the the event. And I said, Aunt Samara, this is where I need to be. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Cause I had a room of, I think it was 40 plus women in that room. And I remember someone telling me that, who, how are you going to fill up an event? You don't know anybody. How are you going to, you don't have a big time speaker. I remember someone I, lo- I really cared about told me that. But when that event happened and the success we found, you know, occurred, I knew that I could do anything. And I knew that I was living my purpose. And I have never looked back. I'm telling you, you know, I love, you know, I do a little bit of kind of pro bono coaching here and there. Eventually it won't be forever. But, you know, I help people with their businesses and their purpose. And 
um, you know, kind of from starting and just getting to that starting point. And then also, you know, just doing these activities, doing these workshops, you know, even if it's virtually, it's so fulfilling because I, I love when people message me and say, oh my God, thank you so much for this. I, I, you know, I use this at my job or I use this the other day when I was feeling stressed out or, oh my gosh, I got the job. I quit. One girl, you know, I had worked with, she messaged me the other, you know, a couple months back and was like, oh my God, Sabria, I'm so glad me and you met for coffee that day because I left my career in engineering even though that's what I thought I wanted to do. And now I work in a higher ed role, which she went to higher ed and she is more happy than she's ever been. And I, and it was all because we really pushed and had that discussion and I broke it down to her. So mm-hmm. that's how oh, I know. Yes. I love what I do. I love making people, I love helping people create the life they want to create because I think we should all feel joy. Me too. Yeah. That is what I'm trying to do too. What is pro bono coaching? Can you please explain? Pro bono means basically you just give things for free and you give it, you know, way just, you know, no, it's not a monetary exchange. So mainly they just will give me their reviews or their feedback. Um, I get their feedback and the reviews to be able to build up for when I do decide to go to paid. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I probably give way too much pro bono stuff these days, but you know, right now, especially with everything going on, I try to do what Mm -hmm. I can and it always pays I, back in its own. Yes, I feel like that too. I was talking to somebody else yesterday, and they're like, "You're good. You're good at giving ideas. Like, I'm good at networking. I'm good at connecting and stuff like that." And I was like, "Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to figure out how to monetize it. I don't know how the heck to monetize it, or whatever." She's like, "It's okay. It's going to come." She's like, "It's going to come. And you're going to figure out something." Which I say, "Figure it out." But it's like when you know that you're good at something, you don't always want to turn it into something. But it's like when you want to figure out how to keep that leverage going and what you know that you're good at. And being able to turn that into something that can profit so you can keep doing it, it's just so hard. Yeah, and, and that's the hardest part. But once but, you do it, it's mm-hmm. fulfilling. And it's, it's. I tell you, I mean, when I got paid for my first corporate, you know, um, virtual workshop, I was like, what do I charge these people? Like, I literally did. Because she was like, yeah, send me the invoice. And I'm like, what do I invoice? Oh, my God, what do I charge? And, you know, I'm learning. And it's, it's you know, I had someone else want me to consult for them. And. I didn't know what to charge. And so you'll learn and and you will not probably put enough Mm -hmm. value in yourself at first because you don't realize just how Mm -hmm. great your product is. But after a while, you'll start to realize and it'll adjust itself out. Mm-hmm. but yeah I definitely understand like this podcast like I do it for free I love doing this I enjoy doing this I love connecting with people and love providing resources to people you know through this podcast like this is a podcast for that so it's like this is something that I love I know that you can do this full-time I don't know how the heck I could do it full-time <laughs> but <laughs> I just like you like you know the stuff is out there or whatever I'm just gonna keep on trying keep on doing to it. you know figure it out and doing whatever yes but I did want to ask you I don't want to take up all your time but I did want to ask you did you have any tips I guess advice for um emerging entrepreneurs people mental wellness I know um, our conversation kind of switched <laughs> but yeah I didn't really know how it was going to switch like that but hopefully no it was great it's great you know I love I love all of it I'm I've never been such an advocate for entrepreneurship in the way that I am now one big thing of advice I give people is not everybody should be an entrepreneur and not everybody's built to be an entrepreneur and not in a you know it's not in a mean way Mm -hmm. it's just it really does take a lot of emotional kind of of a toll on you you know I remember there's days that I am like not wanting to leave my bed because I'm so depressed and overwhelmed by things that have occurred. But there's days that I feel so high (laughs) on the mountaintop because we have, you know, I got a, I got a great feedback from someone or, or we got a great kind of event that we had and I'm, I, you cannot bring me down. So I think that one one big (laughs) thing I say for entrepreneurship is 
just make sure that if you're going to do it, make sure it's something you really care about. You know, there's people who start businesses for products they don't care about and they end up really miserable no matter how much money they're making. And that's not worth it. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something and mm -hmm. you don't feel any type of excitement, if it does not keep you up at night in a way where you want to be up at night dealing with it, if you, I mean, there's been so many late nights. There's been times that I've hosted events that no one showed up to and, you know, and I, and I got there, I was in the car, I cried. And if I would have sat there and just gave up, it wouldn't, I would not be now where I have events that are filling up within the first day or, or I'm getting half the seats full in just the first day. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, you have to get to a place where you are in love with what you do because that's what will keep you going. If you're not, if you don't love it, if it feels forced, then you might as well just go ahead and give it up because it's not worth it. It really isn't because those hard moments, you need that passion to carry you through. Most definitely. That's a great tidbit to end on. <laughs> <laughs> you need that passion to carry you through. Yes, that Thank is you, good. Alicia. So if y'all looking to be, yes, you're welcome. Thanks for coming up on here <laughs> and sharing some gems with the people. So if y'all want to become an entrepreneur, you know, stay tuned and listen to the different journeys that are happening out here. If you don't want to be an entrepreneur, that's fine too. Just boss up on what you want to do. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, you can freelance. There's all kinds of things you can mm -hmm. you you can have a side hustle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> or you can love your nine to five if you're in the right one. So totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just create. We just want to stress, create the life you want. Yes. You know, that you want to have. So that's all for me. And I thank you for coming up on here. And y'all make sure y'all, oh, tell the people where they can follow you. At. Yes. <laughs> you can follow us at Project Passport LLC on Facebook and Instagram, on Twitter at Project PLLC. And then also visit our website. I am always there. Happy to talk to you. I even run the chat at project-passport.com. Yes, thank you so much. Make sure um, you all go follow her and support her and stay tuned for her trips. And, you know, the virtual stuff that will be happening probably um, the rest of the year. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we don't know if we're going to get out. Thank you.